Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Welcome, Newsbusters listeners, to another Newsbusters podcast. I'm your host, Nick Night Train Fondacaro, and I'm joined by your managing editor, Curtis Houck. Hey, hey, folks, we are back on Hump Day. Hump Day! Woo-hoo. There's no camels here, though. No, no camels. Uh, well, it's hump day, but it's also day six of Pelosi's husband getting beaten up. Still and no six days to the midterms. And six days to the midterms. I wonder if that story's going to be hanging out till then. Till then, don't you think? Mm. You know, it's a it's a, a terrible incident as it is, and the media is milking it for all it's worth. Even though I think I think now the Capitol Police thing could be in proof that it might go away but we'll see yep. the, the capitol police totally screwed up screwed the pooch wouldn't be the first time yep um like when they left a gun in the bathroom um <laughs> uh yeah so on a hunch just gonna quote some uh my cousin Vinny. on a hunch i uh went and did some research and uh i went back and i looked at the uh, attempted assassination of brett kavanaugh Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like this is a very good comparison. You know, they both happened this year, a midterm election year, both at the person's, the victim's home. We like to make these kind of comparisons at Newsbusters. We always try to find the most applicable uh, um, contrasting, you know, viewpoint or event on the other side. Yes. The, yeah, the ones that match up the most and, and see and see how the uh, the liberal media handled this. And yeah. we got we got a study coming out soon on this just to date the podcast a little bit but uh your suspicions are probably confirmed we found that uh the kavanaugh assassination attempt literally fell out of the cycle in 24 hours yes nick came into my office yesterday and was saying i think it'll fall out within 24 hours and i went back and looked and he was right it's like we do this for a living so literally, the uh, the the broadcast networks, uh, the studies of the broadcast networks, they covered it uh, June eighth, the Wednesday. They covered it that evening because that's the day the story broke, and by the evening of the ninth, none of them were covering it. So we're looking at a total of about 50, a little over fifteen minutes for Kavanaugh in total. Uh, it did pop up a little bit the following Saturday, but each. One of them was uh, mentioned on NBC less than 30 seconds. Another one less than a minute on ABC. But in total, the first five days, since we, we did this from last night, uh, 15 minutes and one second for Kavanaugh. And in a similar five-day period, including an opportunity for Sunday shows to talk about it, Pelosi's, the attack on Paul Pelosi got two hours, 46 minutes, and 16 seconds. Uh-oh. That's... Quite a bit more. Quite. We don't. We're not. We don't really. Uh, we don't always use. We we rely on other things for math. So we're not going to try and do that in our heads right now. Perha- but but needless to say, that is a lot. Perhaps and unfortunately, it seems that some lives might be of more of a bigger concern to the media. Unfortunately. Uh, but so. We'll look. Let's take a look at some of the reaction in the media in general when it comes to the Pelosi uh, incident. You guys know me. I am the view master here at Newsbusters. Yeah, I mean, you know, me, like the little toy from when I was yeah, a kid. To me, is the uh, to Curtis is the White House press 
press briefing to Nick is the View. He's Night Train still in some regards, but I feel like Viewfinder is more... Viewmaster? Yeah, Viewmaster. Next time we co-host, you'll have to do that. Exactly. Um, so, The View, in their all their vile ickiness that we, we've come to know from the Cackle and Coven, according to them, Curtis... This might this might come as a surprise. Mm. Um, the the Republicans and Fox News are to blame. Fox News, our former colleagues, hordes of them are to blame for this. I find that very interesting. I don't know what Kyle, what did Kyle Drennan do. I don't know. Mm. No, no. Yeah. Uh, so we got a clip right here of uh, Whoopi just going ham on, or is just blow, blowing a gasket. Uh, at uh, the at Fox here. Fox well, you're in a position some of this is help. on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Some of this is on your hands. You know, you you like to call people out. Well, I'm calling you all out. Mm -hmm. Stop with the, the the that side is not good because this is what it this is what it puts out there. It tells yeah. people that you think it's okay to do this. Stop doing it. Your hands are their hands are all over this. This it's all over their their. It's, it's all in oh, their hands. They have the... No. They had the hammer in their hands. They had the hammer. They swung the hammer. I mean, this guy, this this mentally ill, drug-addicted nudist, you know, Fox News is so evil. They were able to control a mentally ill, drug-addicted nudist who believed in humanoids. Like like half like alien Human reptile. alien hybrids. Yeah, hybrids. The Illuminati. Ra raptors. Uh, you know, we're fish people, so he was just a shade off of Alex Jones, and he believed he was Jesus too. I should, I should add that as well. And the uh, but they had that Fox News had that much power. That is crazy, Nick. Yeah, and they they went off on uh, Republican Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake for pointing out that her home didn't have a lot of security on it. Right, and I should point out that this is something that I saw in the coverage as well, and this this was a problem that the broadcast networks had as well that cbs mornings and nbc's today did this um on tuesday and and you play the clip it's interesting because these people they played the in all these instances they play the clip and you're like wait a second she literally didn't say anything wrong she said uh she well she was first asked about you know uh security in schools that's basically what she was asked about like how do we secure our schools in a forum and she said quote uh nancy pelosi well she's got protection she's got protected sick when she's in dc apparently her house doesn't have a lot of protection factually accurate and right and before that she said it's not impossible to protect our kids at school they act as in the left acts like it is so it was completely in context the, the issue that they have is the crowd laughed. Okay, you can say something about the crowd, but don't go after Carrie Lake. She doesn't control the crowd. Right. I mean, there are they, her they, supporters. They can, the, the View can barely control their crowd when they're heckling the when they're heckling Ted Cruz. Right. The View only really cares about hecklers when the hecklers are going after them. Otherwise, they can just do whatever you want. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest things, and it just goes to show how scared the media are of Carrie Lake because Katie Hobbs just real quickly was somebody the liberal media love. They've they had her on they've had her on the Sunday show. She's been a frequent guest on all these, you know, rich white liberal wine mom story hour shows like Nicole Wallace's and Joy Reed's that love to spend all their time talking about January 6th and democracy dying in darkness and 
Trumps and Republicans are fascists and all that stuff. She's getting pulverized in the polls by Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake could win by double digits. So this is the kind of thing that they're resorting to here in the final stretch. The View and the networks are trying to bring home Democrats uh, in Arizona. Yeah, they're, uh, Hobbs is their, uh, their stuffed tiger. She's, yeah, but she's kind of a Karen if you, like, listen to her. She is, she is not pleasant. And lashing out at Carrie Lake, you had Whoopi of all people wanting to make, like, uh, attacking Carrie Lake for saying, quote, uh, basically saying that Carrie Lake should know because she's from Arizona, the home of Gabby Giffords, that she should, she should know, quote, the consequences of lies and stupid rhetoric. This coming from Whoopi. Consequences of lies and stupid rhetoric. Says the lady who had to be suspended earlier this year because she said stuff about Jews. Yep. And then you had Alyssa not being a conservative still. Uh, and completely ignoring the fact that Republicans have condemned the attack on Paul Pelosi and basically saying, shame on you to Republicans for not condemning this. It's like, we have condemned it. Yeah, I mean, like, there's uh, there's even an article, AG, hat tip AG conservative, on Twitter, put out an art or uh, tweeted an article from CBS News with a like basically running tally of major congressional leaders condemning the attack. Okay, so we have Mitch McConnell, Ted Cruz, Kevin McCarthy. Um, you know, I mean, basically leadership Steve, and the big players. Steve Scalise. You know, I mean this. Yeah. This is. This is really and, dumb. And have, Rand Paul, Rand Paul, you know, I yeah, mean, his his neighbor beat him up, and the and the media and the left made it into a joke. It's like, oh, maybe he knows something we don't. But know. But Alyssa's going around and saying He's got that the right the, idea. My party is being silent. My party's being silent. Doug Hive is doing the same thing. You know, my party's silent on this. They're not doing good enough. I'm like, what do you want them to say? You want them to vote Democrat because this is literally what's going on here. You, it is maddening. Mm-hmm. And you also had a situation, I believe it was Washington Post or somebody else, where it was like, well, they don't, talking about these people that have condemned it, well, they don't actually mean it. They sound like they're reading from the same script. And you're like, exactly. what? And this is what I'm saying when we opened the show and I was talking about that they're going to keep this going to election day because what we found, what I found in my study and looking at what their coverage was, a lot of them would be, oh, we're going to do an update or a recap of the attack, and then we're going to use this and pivot and use it as a springboard to talk about violence on election day and then grill and on the Sunday shows, grill Republicans of like, do you do you condemn this? It's like, of course, obviously. And and they basically just, they're using this to, it, it's, it's a continuation of the newest version of the January 6th stuff, where it's like violent Republicans are threatening the election. Right. Right. They're yeah. using this as the, the the latest thing that they can gl- try to use and bludgeon bludgeon people over the head with, uh, to for a lack of a better descriptor, uh, for election day because they know they're they're getting walloped with the economy, inflation, and all the other stuff. Because we're seeing Republicans surge in the polls despite folks in the liberal media claiming it's just f- Republicans flooding the zone with fake polls. Right, you, Stuart Rothenberg, on which Joy Reid tried to tell you that. No, to your study, there was this fun clip uh, that I'll just read here because it's really short uh, instead of play it from ABC's Good Morning America. Mole Lange said, well, no specific motive has been identified. The circumstances are eerily similar to the January 6th attack. 
because he's calling for Pelosi's name. Which if you're if you're targeting somebody and you're being and cruel, you don't know and you don't know where and, they are and you're being cruel about it, you're, you're like you use similar words. It's it's like they used words. They used words. Where's Nancy? But like. I, I do love this while the media say, well, there's no evidence or where well, there's no specific motive. And then they go and do the thing. We're going to speculate anyway. Um, and, yeah. And, 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 and you had CBS's John Dickerson also talk about the right playing footsie with the forces of violence. And like, what is the left do any? And this is a problem that, you know, a huge part of Nick's total was this six plus minute bender on Monday, CBS mornings where Dicker, John Dickerson who's had many different roles at the network, correctly diagnosed a lot of the problem we have in this country, apocalyptic thinking, the other side being the enemy, uh, the media, even though he acted as though CBS and you know what he's done is not part of the media, have ex exacerbate divisions, and all these kind of things that you normally, and living in bubbles, so only living in areas where you live with people who vote like you do, and you only talk to people who vote like you do, um, but then he went on to blame Republicans for all of these problems. And you just want to stop and say, excuse me, what has CBS's role been in this? And why don't you recognize the fact that you guys going around and saying democracy is on the ballot, you know, wondering why, as you guys did on Wednesday, that January 6th doesn't matter to voters is part of the problem. You're contributing to this apocalyptic thinking because you're saying the world is going to end if Republicans vote. You're going around saying that this is if the last win. free and fair election if they win, right? Yeah. And you're saying, excuse me, how about you stop contributing to this apocalyptic thinking among the body politic uh, by saying, yes, it's not going to be the end of the world if Republicans win. And I'll just finally say, Eric Erickson has made this point. Democrats, these people don't actually believe democracy is going to end if Republicans win. You know why? Because they've spent tens of millions of dollars promoting these so-called far-right candidates. Exactly. In elections. And also, if you think the country is going to fall to tyranny, why are you trying to get rid of the guns? Wouldn't you need them? Mm. If, you, if Hitler was literally taking over again, why wouldn't you try to fight back? Come on. Uh, 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 uh. Back on The View, since that's who I am these days. <laughs> uh, so you had S Sarah Haynes basically whining about this. Ba <laughs> Again, they're, they're sticking with the Republicans aren't like condemning it. And she basically was like demanding, like, Republicans need to take off their jerseys and condemn this at all costs. Oh, we need to stop. I, I'm so tired of the this, The cost Nick. is their victory, is, is, is what it is. It's like, you need to take off the jersey and put on our jersey. Right. I'm so tired of this jersey thing, Nick. We've heard this a number of times in the last couple of years. I mean, you yeah. and I have been at this for a while now, and it's, uh, it's so exhausting. You know, folks, I mean, if you didn't realize already, that's always the key giveaway that, like, when they ever talk about, like, teams or jerseys, and saying, you know, oh, stop playing to your team or take off your jersey. Chances are they're a leftist. That's that's who you're talking about. You're dealing with a leftist because they're telling you to take off your jersey and put on theirs. Exactly. And if we want to talk about with going back to what would be said about lies and stupid rhetoric and blaming if if Republicans are to blame for the Pelosi thing, the media is totally to blame for what happened with Kavanaugh 
because as yeah. I, I I did uh, I did a I put out a a look back after the Kavanaugh thing happened and I showed instances of the media encouraging people to go to their houses, encouraging people to gather in masses and intimidate them outside their homes, breaking the federal law that Merrick Garland is refusing to enforce. The, the, the members of The View literally went out there and told them, hey, you need to go look, encourage this. And she was happy that they were feeling threatened. She literally said one time, she, she mentioned... Uh, she said, quote, uh, talking about Justice Alito, saying he, quote, cannot leave his house easily. So maybe that's a good lesson for them. Literally encouraging this type of intimidation that ultimately culminated in and all this doomsaying language about Republicans on the bench and what a conservative Supreme Court means to the point where they drove a guy, the Republican or the, the, the view, the media writ large and Democrats in general, because you had... Um, Democrats putting out things about like we need to rise up this is a call to arms and all of this all of this heinous rhetoric led to an assassination attempt on a sitting Supreme Court justice and it fell out of the news cycle in 24 hours because they did not care some lives are worth more to them and those are not conservative lives just well, looking at well, the facts. I'll just, I mean, this is, we're we're simply applying what we're doing here. You think it's harsh, and it kind of is, but it's applying logic that yeah. the left has implemented here. This is this is what Tom Cotton did yesterday on CBS Mornings and promoting his new book with uh, talking to socialist co-host Tony DeCopel. His point is because. Because DeCobel tried three times to ask him whether Republicans are to blame for what happened to Paul Pelosi. Uh, if the temperature in the country is just too high, the inf disinformation is just too much, that we're going to see more, not less, political violence going forward. And Cotton's argument in one of the in one of his responses was, you know, if you want to follow that, there's no more connection than Chuck Schumer going to the Sep Supreme Court and saying. Brett Kavanaugh wouldn't know what hit him if he issued the rulings that Chuck Schumer disagreed with. And what do you have? A left-wing hitman showing up at Brett Kavanaugh's house to assassinate him. And so we're merely, you know, this is, if the left wants to play by that game, we can do that. I don't think we should. Most people don't think we should. But that's kind of what we're doing here by simply pointing, you know, turning the mirror around on them to, to them and holding it up uh because they just have such a level of shamelessness about themselves. Uh, you know, they can say that violence, you know, is not the answer. But, you know, you had Jen Psaki, the White House press briefing, encouraged the protest, saying, well, they've been peaceful thus far. Yeah. And, and Republicans are really whiny uh, because something, something January 6th. I mean, they always go back to that. Uh, they do this with stolen elections uh, that they claim are stolen. It's, uh, I can say the elections are rigged so long as I don't storm the Capitol. Really? Come yeah. on. And, and on the violent rhetoric thing, like after the Kavanaugh thing happened, you had Whoopi basically saying, almost, it's almost like a mutually assured destruction for her because she goes, talking about the use of like heated rhetoric, she goes, y'all stop doing it, we'll stop doing it. So like you 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 know perfectly well what you, what you're doing that you're you're stoking this kind of hatred against. I thought you're better than us. I thought you're better than us, Whoopi. I think you're. I thought you were smart. Supposed to be smarter than all of us. And 
further evidence that they don't care about the lies of the conservative Supreme Court members. Here's a clip of Behar after the assassination attempt on Kavanaugh. Basically, her and Whoopi whining about McConnell wanting increased protections. The House, uh, uh, that's, um, what's his face? McConnell. Um, he's demanding that the House pass security protections for Supreme Court justices, quote unquote, before the sun sets today. Well, they have they have protections. But you know what? I yeah, absolutely, but, but, yeah. but they had nothing on Evaldo Evalde so far, and nothing on Buffalo. And it's been at least a month and a half since Buffalo or something. It's been, and it's two yeah. weeks since these kids got killed. But that's you know but he's worried about you know the Supreme right. Court. That is his urgency. They're, they're complaining that he wants more funding for. Uh, security at at the at the justices' homes, and and then even though they literally just had somebody show up with a gun, I think he might have also had a hammer. He had a knife. He had zip ties, just like he the guy had like Pelosi. a toolkit. Like he had yeah. like a bag. He had special, I think, cushions to put on the bottom of his shoe so he doesn't make any noise. He had like a staple gun or something like that to like be able to And he take traveled the across the country off. for this. I mean, yeah, the guy was from the other side of the country. California. Yeah. Same I as, mean, same Cal- as the Pelosi attack. Well, I mean, I don't, it might've been Washington state, but, uh, Oh, I, y- y- perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. But like the point though is, yeah, that guy traveled from across the country. Whereas this guy was, uh, you know, uh, in Ber- he came from, he went from Berkeley right to the Pelosi's house, which, uh, if you're not familiar with the Bay Area, I mean, while traffic might take a long time, it's actually not that far. It's yeah. just on the other side of the bay. And if if you want to do a little bit some, something uh, from just last week in terms of sort of encouraging and not condemning the violence against Republicans, just last week you had Sonny, Queen, Queen B racist herself on The View. Uh, here's Here's another snippet of... When they were talking, Alyssa was bringing up the assassination attempt against Republican uh, gubernatorial candidate and sitting congressman from New York uh, when he almost got assassinated on stage. He voted against um, uh, the ban on semi-automatic weapons. Of course he did. And homicides are up. And I think most people, having been a prosecutor, I know this, they care about violent crimes. They don't care about broken window crimes. They really don't care about that as much. Well, they they care the, about in, violent crimes. In the and last so, few months, Lee Zeldin was nearly stabbed on stage while campaigning in New York. A bullet well, came within it. 30. That's true. Yeah. That That's not true. okay, though. That's no, horrifying. Okay. That means is, crime and political violence is on that. Curtis, it was all right because he's hated and he's divisive, so that's why he deserves to get. Well, he's divisive. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. why he deserves to get a, a like a pointy object to his throat. Luck, luckily for us, Zeldin practices martial arts and he's able to. You know, he would have been fine. Control the wrist. Well, that, yeah, and he had wrist other people. Wrist control. Yes, wrist control. But he had other people there too, and, and I mean, there was a. Sh- wasn't there a shooting or some sort yeah, of there was like outside a, his house? There was a, yeah. a shooting or a stabbing right was, outside was, his house. Yeah, and then like the people that the cops were fighting with, it, it didn't have really anything I believe to do with his family. It was just like an incident that happened, a crime incident that happened nearby, and they happened to like take shelter underneath his p- front porch or something like that. If I if I'm remembering the story correctly, and even during the show there, you had Whoopi just flipping out that he talks about crime and and Alyssa was pointing out hey he knows the issue of crime in New York because he's been a victim of it himself with the, the 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 attempt on his life and the crime happening outside of his home and then you have Whoopi who 
lives in a mansion somewhere and has probably has her own private security that she doesn't need to deal with this kind of stuff. And she was just downplaying the fact that he's been the victim of crime. She goes, no, he's familiar with what just happens to him because this is New York. That's New York right now. Mm. Oh, it, it, it's, <laughs> New York is just a crime-written hellscape. I mean, I'm, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's just the way it is. <laughs> it's just the way it is. And then you had Sonny uh, basically arguing, repeatedly arguing that New York is the safest city in the country. I mean, this is the kind of thing that Jake Tapper tried to do on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, where he tried to say crime is not really up. Joe Biden's doing a great job. Republicans are lying to you. What a closing message, Jake. It, it, it really shows that, like, Chris Licht is is sort of failing at his his goal of trying to turn down the rhetoric because so trying to drift exactly because trying to tell people that they're not safe when they feel unsafe because they see what's happening it's sort of like telling the Biden administration trying to claim that there is no inflation it's transitory don't worry about it it's not that bad you have savings yeah, violent uh, Axios FBI says violent crimes increased decreased in 2021, but data is missing, so they probably think it's up. Time Magazine homicides continue to increase in 2021. Um, you know, Calif out of California, criminal trends in California, violent crime increased by six percent. Funny uh, enough, a, a Sarah uh, Sarah Haynes when when they were trying to when when Sonny was trying to quote those same statistics about the crime actually going down, she was like, "No, the data's missing. The FBI says the data's missing because they changed how they were counting it." And surprise, surprise, it's actually higher. It's undercounted. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's an undercount. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, some crimes fell in 2020, but then they went back up. I mean, granted, they are from COVID, some of that's from COVID, but when we're talking double digits and you know, if people don't feel safe, then they need to change that. And you can't just blame Fox News. You know, it's kind of uh, a thing I always thought about asking, like, liberals, like Democrats, uh, if I were a mainstream journalist uh, in, like, 2018 or 2020, I'd be like, please explain your policies on blank or why you're a better candidate than X without using... The, word, the name Donald Trump or alluding to him, you know? I mean, these people can't. The, instead, they have to... You know, Right-wingers are trying to scare you. Fox News is trying to scare you. It, no, it's they, one they excuse after another from they the media. Yeah, they literally claim the Republicans have no platform except for support Donald Trump, even though their whole platform is the Republicans are evil, don't vote for them. And, and they claim the Republicans... And don't be friends with them. Yeah, and they claim the Republicans are the ones that are relying on stoking fear to get supporters when their entire platform is we don't speak in fear it's just facts or exactly like that. right yeah that, i mean that's the i mean that's the real sinister problem that we have here um where they create this perception you know it, i mean it's again it's very linsky like where uh with saul linsky where you just accuse the, your opponent of what you yourself are i mean this is a page right out of his playbook exactly blaming fox for the pelosi attack when they encourage people to go to the homes of imagine if a republican had told people to go to pelosi's house and then this happened mm. the, the the thing would be oh look the republicans sent them there to do it on purpose like that was the plan and you had 
uh, last Sunday you had um, uh, NBC's uh, uh, Garrett Hike, who who was trying to was complaining about people trying to conflate the pro the peaceful protests outside the homes with what happened to the Pelosi's. If a Republican had told people to go protest outside of Pelosi's home, that person would be, they would be saying, they'd be calling for their, them to resign. They'd be calling them to go to trial, probably the death penalty for them. Well, for some people, I don't know about everybody. Some people, yeah. Some people. I mean, like, uh, this is, like, like they'll, they'll say the blood is literally on your hands. Yeah, they say the blood's yeah. on your hands, and, but you can't. Like, it, that's, the, that's just the change in narrative of how a Republican would be treated if the roles mm-hmm. were reversed here. But... As as our study shows, the the Kavanaugh stuff just falls out of the out of the uh, the media news cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have one more thing. This one's a this one's a little bit more of a visual thing, so it's not really conducive to podcast form. So I recommend you go check out my uh, my thread on Twitter about it. But the View on Monday had a special Halloween edition of the show. And, you know, it, it was one where they just talked with celebrities about stuff going on in their lives. So it was a bit, uh, the, the politics wasn't that forefront as it normally is, but they did have a little bit of a Halloween fashion show at the end where they were showing off kids' costumes. And Curtis, I, I, my mom made me a, a, a green Power Ranger costume when I was a kid. Um, and, a, well... If I wanted to do what the view wanted me to do, she would have made me a Mar-a-Lago raid costume. They had kids dress up as the yeah. Mar-a-Lago raid, ladies and gentlemen. They had two kids dress up in, in FBI clothes, mm-hmm. and then the another kid, worse. yeah, yep. and then a kid as Trump as a toilet, with documents being flushed down it. So they're basically complete, conflating two different supposed incidents, or like the one supposed flushing incident with the with the Mar-a-Lago raid. It, I mean that one you gotta call CPS. I mean, what are we doing here? And you and then they followed that one up with a, uh, a Doctor Oz with the vegetables, mocking how he was pointing out that inflation was big, was going up and making things cost more. Right. Well, that was Ron Filipowski, uh, you know, resistance fiend on Twitter resurrected that a few weeks ago. It was a thing during the primary, and people had made their points and moved on, but. He had to make it a thing again, so whatever. Yep. And then they also wanted to uh, have a costume for inflation where they basically just took an inflatable costume and taped $100 bills to it because, you know, that's just original. My financial struggles are not your costume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> America's financial struggles culture is not your costume. <laughs> the fact that it is like their costume in in such a condescending manner, yeah. uh, that is... Ugh. It just shows a detachment from reality and a refusal to sh- understand where the American public is currently living right yes, now. Because Sonny has whined about having to pay back her student loans. And today, when they were talking about affirmative action, she was whining that she has to pay for her son's Harvard College education because she makes too too much money to qualify for the no, free money. Oh, no. Oh, no. Too I'm too happened- rich to qualify for the, for the student have, aid. Couldn't oh. have happened to a nicer person. Exactly. Well, we'll uh, we'll get we'll see you guys again soon, maybe. Yeah, uh, boss Tim Graham will be back on Friday. He's enjoying a fine day off with the misses. So uh, check th- back on Newsbusters. Yeah, thanks for, for listening. Yeah, for check back on our study and visit Newsbusters once, twice, twenty-four times a day. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.